All right, we're live. Live? Yes. Live, live on an episode of Modern Commerce with the structured creative strategy team with Casey and Nicole. Nicole coming to us from the middle of Texas. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, small town of Texas. So if her if she goes in and out, everybody just you know be a little bit forgiving. Uh, but this is going to be fun. I'm I'm excited about this. Uh, what we're talking about today is really how we put together a creative testing strat like a creative testing machine how do we build the machine and how does it work and and how do you manage it and um optimize it and stuff like that so i'm excited about it uh yeah i mean casey nicole what do you any any thoughts on on this topic or any any kind of opening things that you guys would like to cover um i just say that i'm i'm super happy to be having this conversation. I think this is the right group for it. Um, Nicole is very experienced creative strategist. Thinks she'll have a lot of fun things to say. She's actually made an appearance before on the show and there has yep. been a call for her return. So we're giving the people what they want. Get, yeah. yeah, this is a hot topic. This is a questions like I get all the time as a creative strategist. So I'm super excited to try to dig into them today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I mean, and that's like, I think Shaq, <laughs> Uh, our, the, you know, Nick Shackelford, who, who is the founder of structured agency has bugged me for like a couple years really to put this together, but he just, he doesn't know the right, he doesn't know the words to say for the thing he means. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean, this is what it's like, what is the framework? What does it look like? What is it, you know, so that's what we're going to go through. Um, really have it broken into five parts. <clears throat> so part one that we're going to cover is, uh, how much budget should we spend on, on testing, on creative testing? Part two is uh, how are we making we you know how do we make ju judgments on creatives? Where do we make judgments on creatives? Like literally, what do we look at to say whether it's good or bad? Uh, part three is uh, we need to determine how many creative tests we're running per week. So we got our budget. We got we know how we're making judgments. How many creative tests we're running per per week? Part four is uh, we need to be able to say when a creative test is complete. And part five is uh, we need to know um, which creative test to prioritize right like should we test this or should we test this like we can't i mean that always test everything you know mental model is it's a good you know it, it's good for saying like don't make assumptions but it's not necessarily a great mental model because resources aren't unlimited so should we dive in yeah let's should do it do this, kids all right let's Where do it going cool all right so part one uh, how much of your budget should be spent on testing? So this is super interesting because I kicked this out to the whole team a couple weeks ago. And I was like, okay, so can you give me a formula? Come up with a formula for how many creatives we should test per week. Casey is too busy. He's got too many clients right now. Nicole, you took a crack at it. And I took a stab at it. Yeah, you did. And it was a good formula, right? Like, is it, But then I was like, okay, well, what about this? And you're like... Yeah, but like it is super hard. Like so, it, as an exercise, like if you, I don't, know, I guess this is live. So if you're watching this live, you can't pause it. But uh, if you're watching this after the fact, pause this and like take a minute and try and come up with a formula for how many creatives to test, and then try and poke holes in it. And it's really easy to poke holes in it. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I agree. It's just uh, so, so what we start with is like okay, before you can even come up with a formula for how many creatives you should be testing, uh, you need to decide how much your budget should be spent on testing. You know, how much of your, your like daily budget uh, should be allocated testing. I have a way, so I, I charted this. Nicole and Casey really hasn't, haven't had 
a good chance to take a look at this chart. So this is me taking a crack at like, here's how much budget we think should be spent on creative testing. And then in true modcom fashion, uh, underprepared, uh, they're just gonna they're gonna tear it down or they're gonna say it's good uh or yeah so we'll see whatever makes for better content i guess um so let me add it there we go uh let me, i'll go a little give a little zoom here nope that didn't work that was the wrong screen <laughs> give a little zoom and yeah so this is what i got so i think it, it essentially comes down to like what is the role of media buying because if we think about our different kinds of clients, most of them are like, yeah, either they're going to do revenue. So think of like your supplements. They have a bunch of people who are buying from past months, right? Um, and they just want to acquire as many new customers as they can, but they have some kind of MER bumper, you know, or something where it's like, this is how much budget we have. Um, then there's these guys, this is the classic, the affiliates, <laughs> or just the ones, it, it, we only sell this product you know, uh, so we got to be a profitable CPA or CAC on the front end. And then there's the, I mean, I don't really know how to say this any other way than these are usually the VCB, VC back. Um, I don't know. You guys look at this, you guys had a second to look at this. You know, I basically think it depends on what, what is the role of media buying and how far are you from your target? What are your thoughts here? I think you're spot on in splitting these up into three different categories because they are very different creative testing strategies. So I really like that first off. You're paying attention to what the actual goal is because it is going to change how you budget. Yeah. Well, and like, for example, if you're a hit hacker bust brand, if you're 25, 50% away from your target, then like, why? Like, all of your budget is creative, all of your, but maybe not all of it is creative testing, but all of it is testing. Like you got nothing working if you're that far away from target, you know what I mean? Whereas if you're one of these brands where it's acquire as many customers as possible within budget, you know, even if you're a long way away, you're still not giving all of your budget because it could always be worse. You know what I mean? Like your test could perform worse than the status quo, right? So if you're like, well, we want to acquire as many customers as possible. Like, yeah, you know, you're a hundred percent away from target. You're double your target. Uh, but it could, your tests for the most part, I mean, what's our hit rate on tests? What are we bat? You know, 200, like 20% of tests really work out and improve things, maybe 30%. Um, so yeah, but if you're a hit cack or bust, it doesn't matter, right? Like it doesn't matter if it gets worse. It just, it can't stay the same. Right. Yeah. And, and I hope this visual like does justice to like what we're trying to show here. Right. So like basically, uh, right side is bad days left side is good days right for all these yeah um, and yeah, I, I all you color all you all you people who are colorblind like casey this over here is yeah. red and this is green yeah so on the show i look at stuff like other things that making sure everything looks all right so i don't know if you already explained that really well or not but uh yeah so i i think it's uh i like the way you split these up um i think you even had maybe some more in here but you kind of like siloed, siloed it down into like the three most common kind of some things can be categorized under these in different ways yeah. um and and I would just say first and foremost that uh, I wouldn't underestimate the, you know, knowing where you belong here, you know, yes. um, because if you, if you don't know what your actual target is, your goals are, then you're in a world of hurt, no matter what, what, the role of, what the role of media buying is. I would actually say if you're an agency person and you haven't gone through the exercise of assigning your clients into these three buckets, uh, then just doing that will help you get a lot of clarity on your testing strategy. Oh, and if you don't have that clarity, the, the people you should be talking yeah. to are your clients. 
and getting yeah. that clarity and making sure that you have some sort of framework similar to this, even if it's a mental model, uh, yeah. if you don't have a spreadsheet, you know, because this is, if this doesn't make sense to you, make it make sense, uh, figure out right. a way to, to kind of put it into these terms almost. Yeah. I'll echo what Casey has to say here with alignment, just making sure you're having that conversation with your clients because creative testing budget should be looked at separately from your overall budget and making yeah. sure the client and yourself are know where you're at and what you should be spending. For sure. And and if you're an, a brand person, understand also that you might you may uh you may kind of like not always be in one category, right? So I'll tip I'll I'll, I'll be a little categorical here and say uh brands that are like apparel brands uh supplement brands brands where a customer has you know good the, the brands where it's just you know really natural to have good lifetime value lift they're typically in this first category um brands that are maybe like accessory gadgets uh where there's not a lot of lifetime value lift they're kind of selling one star product um they're usually in the second category in van and brands that are either go to market new or they're VC backed or you know there's some reason that learnings are more important than results or as important than results as results uh, they're kind of in this in this third category but you might fluctuate right like we have a brand that we've been working with that they are a supplement brand they do have good lifetime value uh, but ultimately they they're really far away from their target on Facebook Google's going incredibly Facebook is not going great like they're really far away from their target so they've gone at this point from uh, this one where it's like okay can we just get improvement we just want to get improvement you know improvements great but if you're still more than 100 percent away you went from 150 to 120 percent away from your target is like that's not helpful you know uh, so they've gone from that to kind of a hit cack or bust and that changes the way we creative test right because we go, more of our budget goes into creative testing. We go more aggressive with the way that we cut, right? Like we might cut our best performing ad because it's like it's spent enough now that we know it's not going to hit our target. So let's cut it and move on to the next thing. And in my experience, I'd add that if you're in the third category of gain learnings, it's usually just a matter of time before you find yourself in one of the other two categories. Yep. Yeah, you're going to end up in one of those. Yep. Cool. So that's that's part one, kind of, at, you know, figuring out your budget allocation. Um basically based on what your media buying goal is and how far you are from your target. So use that chart uh, and I can make these uh, available. Maybe we can put the links in the show notes on YouTube. Also, if you're, you know, a uh, Twitter follower of myself or Nicole and you're watching this, uh, just hit us up maybe in DMs and we can get the, get these to you. Um, <clears throat> so, okay. I have my, I, I have the allocation of, of budget that I'm going to spend on testing, whatever it's. 15% or it's 20%, whatever, I, but I have it in mind. Once you've got that, then we're going to move into, you know, next thing you need to be able to do before you even launch any creative tests is you need to be clear on how you're going to judge the results of that test. Um, so no visual here, but here's my thought work on this. And I'm interested in what you guys think about it too. My thought work essentially is um, you should be very clear on like on a platform basis, right? Facebook. Well, let's use Facebook. It's the most common traffic channel. On, on Facebook, what is our our current cost per uh, cost per acquisition? Hey, got a live comment. Thank you, and uh, thank you, Andre. Um, yeah, if you have any questions or comments, it's tracking for people, you know, like yeah, glad glad to know it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have any questions or comments, Andre, if yeah, if none of this, if something doesn't make sense, if you have questions, comments, uh, hit us in the live comments, the live chat on YouTube. We can see that. Um, and we can respond to it. So, um, cool. 
Uh, actually, you know what? Before we get into part two, I, I do always forget, like when we're doing these live trainings, that we are a podcast and we have sponsors. So we're going to get a quick read from our sponsors. Uh, it's Pencil. If you don't know Pencil, if you don't do Pencil, you can either listen to this ad about them or just go over to Pencil and try it because it's pretty awesome. Anyway, yeah, right. go ahead and hit it, Casey. Casey, you are an absolute beast right now. You're turning out so many creatives across multiple brands. What is it that is so hard about producing such a high volume of creatives? Why can't a lot? Why can't more brands do it? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would say if you're doing it the right way, of course, um, you should be always analyzing your your past ads. You know, the things you've already turned out, your most recent uh, test group that you've put out. Um, and that should inform your next round of creation, not just go all willy nilly about it. So I would say that's why it's difficult to speed up that process is because it's always kind of a two pronged approach of, of analyzing and creation, really. So how is it that you are able to do that across like 12 to 15 accounts? Yeah, I mean, it does get pretty wild. But honestly, when I use pencil, it's not as bad. Uh, pencil is a tool that I use. It, it's got AI that'll help determine what my best ads are. It'll even break it down into the best elements of those ads. And in that platform, it'll automatically generate new ads for me to launch. And I can push them live straight from the platform uh, into Facebook, IG. Um, it also works great for other platforms as well, like TikTok, whatever you're on, really. If you sound like me and you're always in the weeds with your creatives, use our promo code. Go to trypencil.com, use promo code modcom15. You'll save 15% off on any paid plan. One more time, that's trypencil.com, modcom15. Save 15% off any paid plan they have there. And uh, back to the show. Wow, right. those guys were handsome. Yeah, those. I, mean, I don't know who did our ad reads, but we need more of them for sure. Um, cool. So we've got we've got our budget allocation toward testing now, right? We know how much of our of our daily budget we're going to be spending. And I like what Nicole said too. Uh, think of it as a different, but like really, you should be breaking out as you're as you're analyzing. Like, what is our non-testing budget? How is it performing for my CPA basis? Um, or a CAC basis and, and how is our testing budget performing, right? Like break that out. You can look at the whole account blended, but, uh, but remember to break it out as well. Um, okay. So going into what we do next, how do we judge creatives? How do we make judgments? My thought work here is we should be able to say, here's what, you know, my platform level conversion cost is on Facebook right now. I'm getting about a $50 CPA, right? Or a $50 new customer cost per acquisition or something like that. Uh, from a creative test, Anything under 60 is good. Uh, anything over 60, I don't really care to keep. That's what we need to be able to answer. What, you know, what is it now? What's good? What's bad? Um, and, and that's really it. And so it's like that used to be really easy pre-iOS 14. Um, so we do that in a lot of different ways now. Any, uh, yeah, and I've been talking for a minute. Anything, uh, anything uh, you guys have to add here? Luis uh, wanted to add that there's good vibes. Good going vibes. On right now. Yes. Thanks, good vibes in the ad read. I like it. Cool. Yeah. Anything you guys have to add on that point? Not particularly. <laughs> uh, I do want to call out though for budget. One more thing is uh, I do look at to what percent of the creative testing budget goes to actual iterations and what percentage goes to like yep. big schools or big out of the park type creatives where you probably wouldn't normally test. So I, I do love want to that. Yeah, we we're, we're going to call it out. Yeah. So, so that's, it, it's a good call out kind of a little foreshadowing. Um, we're going to get into that a little bit later. Like, uh, because honestly it's like, you know, I think it used to just be like, Oh, do a whole bunch of iterations. You know, this was like, uh, test, test as many creatives as you can and do a whole bunch of iterations. Right. And what we're saying is like eh, post iOS 14, that's just not what a creative strategy 
creative testing strategy looks like anymore. So yeah, you in go terms from of, like a shotgun approach to a little bit more of like a sniper approach, maybe. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe a semi-automatic approach. Yeah, you know? sure, fair <laughs> enough. But 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 uh, I want to. Uh, so so in terms of making judgments, what we need to be, what I'm going to recommend is some type some type of click window, you know. So so don't use Facebook seven day click one day view. Um, it, it makes your creative tests way harder to judge, right? That's what we used to do, you know, before the iOS 14 days, back in the 28 and one days. And honestly, it's like Facebook used to be kind of fairly accurate then, unless it was a really big brand, then it was not accurate at all. Um, but like, yeah, it makes your, your creative tests really hard to judge. So I honestly like looking at creative tests, even if you're not using the one day click attribution at the ad set level, using the ads reporting tool and looking at your creative tests on a one day click basis inside Facebook um, ads manager, or, you know, at most a seven day click basis, you know, also other tools. Yeah, go ahead, Nicole. Second that anything before the click with its own platform, the metrics despite iOS 14 are actually pretty still accurate. So but anything before the click, that's like your engagement ratios, your yeah. click through rates, your cost per link clicks, those should still be pretty on par. It's after the click where we start getting yep. a little messy. Um, and that's using like, like you mentioned, third party, attribution tools, your North Bean, your Hyros, your triple whales, that sort of thing. Yep. So I will say for, that, I mean, oh, sorry, go ahead, Nicole. I was yeah. going to with for creative testing, uh, definitely looking mostly on platform for some of those early metrics. But of course, mm -hmm. you want to keep in mind ultimate goals yeah. performance usually. So completely agree. I will just add that those those later funnel things, it seems like there's been some improvement since the, the worst, worst days. Yes. It does uh, seem like it's getting a little better. And and I would say we even have some, some accounts that are over attributing again, which we haven't had since before iOS. Yeah. That's not, not <laughs> no, that doesn't exist. Uh, uh, we got yeah. a question here in the comments before we move cool, cool. on, John. Another one from Andre here. He wants to know if your test result is $60, when your target is $50, how would you squeeze the rest $10? Great, great question, right? So, um, really in the creative testing phase. So I just said that example, right? He's using the example that I gave, uh, in the creative testing phase. The reason I gave that example is oftentimes like your account wide CAC is in your, and maybe you're taking 50 from your non-testing budget. Um, maybe a lot of times your account wide CAC is driven by creatives that are like, I'm going to call them in a different league, right? They've got like a thousand comments and 500 shares or something like that. Like those aren't playing in the same league as your creative tests. Um, at least right now, the algorithm just favors that too much. So you hold your creative test to that same standard. It just isn't, you know, um, so a lot of times I said that example because there are plenty of accounts where we will we give creative new creative tests a little bit more leash than like uh, a top performing creative. Right. Um, knowing that, like, if we keep this running, then, it, you know, it probably will come down over time or it'll become one of our creatives. But if in the account, you know, hey, I don't see to seem to see a lift, you know, from that then yeah, then your target would be 50. Yeah, I'd even go as far as to say is that longer leash could end up being like a whole nother cycle through, like almost treat it like, yeah, maybe come back with another... inconclusive. Like, obviously you want to consider that data as you continue to test. But I yeah. mean, if it's really inconclusive and especially if it's like, if, if you don't have a lot of winners coming out of creative testing and this is when you're like, yeah, you know, you don't want, you want them all to be winners, but you really don't have anything. This is the best thing you've gotten maybe it deserves a little more run. Maybe those things yep. that have been running a little bit longer outside of testing, maybe the collective efforts of all those the accumulated metrics and the social proof have lifted those to a place where creative testing campaigns can't really reach the same results. Yeah. 
you know, I'll have to add to sometimes it's not the ad that's underperforming. It's the landing page experience might not be right. room yet. So you could have the best creative ad that launches great click through rates, great, you know, thumbs up ratio if it's a video and then it drops the landing page and it thinks. So that could be why your test results are yep. poor. So you got to keep it, an eye on all the factors at, at hand. Dead on. All right, yeah. we have one more actually. They are coming in hot right now. Let's address them. Uh, we'll do this one. We'll move on in case we get more. We'll we'll do more questions later maybe. But um, do you have a formula for getting the break-even CPA or the target CPA? Is that uh, coming up here, John? Do we already have that? No, I uh, I don't cover how you should determine your CPA um, today because it's it's too much to unpack. Honestly. Uh, in the day so so the first thing where you start though i will cover this a little bit where you start is uh covering what your blended should be right and then and then understand what platform says and what blended are are not the same thing right so i'll give you i'll, I'll give really easy math here um let's say your product you, you have a hit cpa or bus type brand where you sell one product that product is 100 dollars, and uh you it costs you 25 dollars to land it um so <clears throat> you have 75 dollars to play with before you go not profitable on that product right so starting there and saying hey you know i'm targeting actually making a profit here so i would like to be in the 50 to 60 dollar cpa range you know that and that's it right like that's easy math um and and in fact uh, we can link this up uh on youtube afterwards or whatever but uh charlie and i actually discussed this he uses a a, 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 a metric he calls psm right profitable scaling metric and that that really unpacks like how you um determine your cpa and and we do something similar we don't call it that but we do something similar right yeah i believe um, that that episode that you're referring to john is actually still in the can uh oh. waiting to be released but sorry i think it might sorry. be the next one so merc yeah. can uh stay tuned to modern commerce channel and you see the yep. episode with john and charlie i think you'll uh, like what's in there yeah Ch charlie covers that a little bit but yeah so so we start with the blended once you have the blended then it's a matter of determining like what it, what on platform seems to correlate with my blended and the only way to do that was with data unfortunately but um or using an outside tool right so sometimes like we have a lot of situations where the blended target cpa is going to be something like 50 and we'll use an outside tool like a north beam and and there's no traffic channel you know like our our cpa will be like 80 100 um or something like that but it's like you know we just know we can't scale that infinitely unless it's under 50 you know or unless it's 40 or something like that we're not going to be able to scale that infinitely but it's still like you know pretty good for that channel and then the generalized lift from being omni-channel from coming into email like a lot of new customers will come from email just an audit this morning their blended target is 60 and uh you know clavio is one of their biggest contributors to new customers you know those clavio emails all come from paid traffic right but on facebook their last click or their one day click cpa is 95 dollars, right so are we going to look for 50 from new or from for 60 from new creative tests no none of them are going to hit it right we're going to look at first for like 80 85 um, and then when we can, then, you know, incremental improvement from there. The last so, thing I'll say about yeah, judging creatives is making sure that you clump your kind of creatives together. You shouldn't be using the same benchmarks for evergreen content versus yeah. sale content. Another good example is top of funnel bra, which is usually where we're creative testing should not be, those me metrics should not be, uh, cross compared against your remarketing content. So you do yeah. want to and have multiple benchmarks. 
Yeah, I, and even I, add I mean, type. I mean, obviously, yeah. we have like one metric in particular we like to look at, well, a few metrics in particular we like to look at with video creatives that just wouldn't be there for image creatives. Um, so depending on you know your specific goals, I keep those things in mind. I think that all fits underneath the umbrella of something we've talked about a ton on ModCom on past episodes, uh, which is just being scientific, like kind of understanding the different variables at play and just accounting for them and making your judgment in that more informed space. Yep. Yeah. And I, I actually get into this a little bit later. I would even break it down to the level of like, uh, what is this creative meant to do? Right. So like a comparison creative, like, Hey, you know, oh, two things I just have to happen to have like this versus that, you know, markers or whatever, right? Like this versus that creative, that's somebody who's already marker aware, right? Like they're shopping for markers. Uh, but like, uh, Hey, you know what? Like, you know how you never remember anything. Here's a system you can use with this little whiteboard and marker that, will like, you know, help you remember things or help you stay organized or whatever. That's someone who's not even pro like they're pro they're aware of this problem and that you're like, they're not even problem aware of the problem that you're solving for them. They're like, I have this pain. Can somebody tell me the problem? That kind of ad in the kit, this versus that ad, a lot of people are like, oh, images work really well. What's well, like, cause images are for someone who's in a different stage of awareness usually, you know? Um, so like, yeah, I mean that, that I even, say, you know, grouping down to that level, like they might even get different target metrics. Um, moving through, do we have any other questions on this section? Are we good? I think we're good, right? Um, so moving through, yeah, couple tool suggestions here, you know, uh, triple whale using triple attribution, not triple attribution plus views, but triple attribution or first click or last click uh, and uh, looking at the NCCPA, right? Like that's a really good um, measure way to measure new creative tests uh one day click on platform using the ads re ads reporting tool uh north beam one day click those are all really good ways ways to measure creative tests um so let's get into how many creatives should we test per week like how often do we get this question right oh every other day at least <laughs> uh, I one of the, like first questions we get with new clients all the time too yeah I, I can really i say i'm gonna say some unpopular things coming up but go ahead nicole uh, well, I was going to go dive right into the factors I think that you have to keep in mind when it comes to how many you should test. So feel free to yeah. jump in. Yeah. Go, well, so I think there's uh, been some like what I'd call like toxic culture around creative testing volume. Uh, yeah. And, and that that's probably an extreme way to put it. I probably shouldn't put it that like extremely, but like, like, like really, I mean, I think that there's been this, this like narrative of like that you have to test a super high volume of ads and like we have a lot of brand partners who will like who've kind of bought into this narrative and i think that maybe the narrative like it was maybe a little more true two three years ago or something like that um even then i didn't fully buy into it but uh but you know i'm a i'm a skeptical person when it comes to that kind of stuff uh but yeah like i, I think yeah i think that's like a lot of times we're having to like reverse that conversation you know I think that's a great segue into what I was actually about to jump into, which were kind of my five things you have to keep in mind for the amount of creatives you're testing. First, yeah. we already covered, obviously, budget. That's going to play a huge role into what you can test. Uh, production ability. Can you yeah. actually, your creative team, your content team, your UGC creators, can you actually get them creating enough content at a pace that makes sense? But as you mentioned, too much, then you have, you know, you're, you're backed up. You just get a big the backlog third. that's not relevant two yeah. months from now you know yeah uh, this is like I'm a fast oh go ahead 
Oh, sorry. We got a little lag going on. Don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, I think this is a bigger, uh, a small piece of a bigger conversation too, where it's like when something appears like the right move, you know, like perceptionally, you, you want to do these things, but when you know better and you're really looking out for the health of the account, there are some, some conversations you have to have with clients or with your internal team on, uh, on what's what really most effective. I feel like the, I feel like the dad and finding Nemo, like you think you can do these things, but you can't like, uh, sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm crushed. I have little kids. I have little kids. Uh, Hey dude. Sorry. Okay. Not about finding Nemo, not a finding Nemo pod. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Nicole, other factors, Nicole. Yeah. The third factor, you hit the nail on the head there. Like how fast can you actually analyze the media buys in the actual creative strategy there I, that takes time and people don't take that into consideration you can't just keep throwing new creatives in the account if you're not actually analyzing it becomes a hot mess which goes into my next one which is organization not only do you have to analyze it but then you actually have to put those notes down somewhere and keep it all tidy and make sure you're methodically testing and keeping track of everything otherwise what's the point if you get all these results and you're not actually applying them which goes yeah. to my last factor that you have to keep in mind after you keep it all organized is then that feedback loop, that communication. It's great. You've got your results. It's all organized. But again, if you don't actually close that loop and communicate yeah. back to your content team, back to your media buying team, and what's the point? So there's, you know, five factors in my mind that completely change how many creatives you should be testing. Yeah. And if you're trying I'm to build the fastest race car, it might seem like, yeah. oh, we should use jet fuel. But guess what? That's not going to work out in your uh, in your car. In your car, no. Uh, the it, it, so I'm glad you covered these because these are all the like uh, qualitative elements, right? Or like subjective. Like uh, people people think like, oh, test as many creatives as you can. Like, okay, well, there's some barrier. There's some human barriers to that, right? And I didn't even like. I have a calculator that I'm going to show in a second that says like, here's how many creatives you can test per week doesn't even take human factors into consideration. So yeah, I love that you covered that because honestly it's like, okay, let's say like, you know, first of all, you have to, to think about these human elements. Um, and those are going to create like bottlenecks for how much creative you can test. Now let's say you open up that bottleneck, right? Like you don't, you know, there, there's, you can test as many creatives as you can, um, with the human element, you know, human elements considered. Thanks. Walking tall. Uh, for for the comment, um, heart you too, hearts. Um, so cool. So uh, here's a here's the, here's the calculator, right? Um, and I think there's going to be a, some disagreement here because uh, Nicole tests with way less confidence than I'm comfortable testing with. Um, which it, that's actually that sounded bad in how I said said it. Nicole is confident testing with less data than I'm confident testing with. So here's the calculator. Uh, and again, we can make these resources available, but walking you through it, um, you already determined what percent of your, your budget was test, spent on testing. Remember that was step two, right? Um, so, you know, this is your current daily spend. Here's around my, my daily spends at $1,500, right? And then some of this is auto-calculated, you know, so once you get this calculator, don't touch these gray parts. Um, I'm not liable if you do. And um, yeah, so this is kind of, busting out what our daily testing, weekly testing budget is. And then we're going to go to what's the current conversion cost. You know, let's say your conversion cost is 75 bucks, right? And we determine that in part two, right? Like, it's like, okay, what, you know, what's a good conversion cost or what is like, what's my waterline? That's what I like to call it. What's my waterline for a creative test? You know, in the example I gave earlier, it was 60 bucks. Anything below 60 bucks, I want to keep running. Anything above 60 bucks, I want to cut, right? Let's say my waterline here is $75. Anything 
at or below $75 I'm pretty happy with in the creative testing phase. Um, with that much budget and 15% spent on testing, you can only test two creatives a week. Now, this is where I would think there's going to be a little bit of disagreement is that I think a creative needs 10 conversions to, to call it tested. And I would like to get those 10 conversions over a one week period. That's kind of like my framework. But if you're confident with fewer conversions over a week period, um, then, you know, like I know that Nicole, yours is more like three over three days. So then, you know, if you're going to touch a gray section in this, when you get this resource, you know, three over three days is the same as seven over seven days. So then you just turn turns that into seven in, in this scenario, you'd be able to test three ads per week instead. Um, thoughts on this, guys? When I first started media buying, the kind of golden rule of thumb was like three times your CPA, your target CPA in the account. Um, what I've come to realize is oftentimes that's too much budget to throw out a creative, especially if it doesn't perform. So what I oftentimes do is around one and a half is when I start analyzing. So I, I kind of jump into the account a little bit early, probably yeah. around a day and a half of testing. You're assuming, you know, you're trying to get the target CPA each day and you're running three days. Um, and then I started looking at some of the earlier metrics because with clients, they don't have as much tolerance. They don't really maybe understand that you're trying to build confidence level. They just want to ensure yeah. like whatever we're testing absolutely has to work and there's not as much wiggle room. So that's a conversation, of course, to have with the client and having a calculator like this so that you're aligned is super key important. So that's usually right. my golden rule of thumb. Yeah. Sorry, cut out a little yeah. bit there again, but I think we we caught what you were saying there just right at the end, cut out. Um, yeah, I would just say that this is kind of where the rubber meets the road, right? For Nicole and myself, like we take these mental models, you know, John has prepared like this, this great model for us. Uh, Mert Cam, by the way, wants to want you to share this calculator with him so that he can use it. Uh, John, so yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. In the show notes. Um, that'll be done after uh, yeah, after after the live, we're, li- we're currently live. Yeah, currently live right now. So different from some of our episodes we shoot. So uh, go ahead and check back later. We'll try to do it promptly after we uh, finish the live here. But I will just say that uh, a lot of times we have these nice, clean mental models, especially like owners or like higher level operators, people who aren't in the ad accounts. So often, sometimes they'll have these like rules or these things that they want you to kind of steer by. Um, and in actual practice, sometimes those things get shifted a little bit. And when you're in there every day or 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 very often, sometimes you realize like, hey, a little tweak here really helps these things just function a little more, uh, you know, just fluid, I would say. So So, another thing I'll say is this, two seems like a really low number of creatives to test per week to most, but but like this scenario I painted, how common is this scenario? I would say most brands would think it's closer to 20 is how many they should be. Yeah, like Like, this is a super common scenario and this brand would think that they should be testing 10 creatives per week. Uh, so this is what I mean when I think that, when I say, I think there's just been a little bit of a uh, narrative built. That's like, what what are you going to do with 20 creative tests per week? Like not know anything, you know? Uh, anyway, so, but this is where you'd consider conversion cost. Your conversion cost is pretty high and that's, what's holding you back here. So, uh, this is, these are the fundamentals, but if you want to get a little bit advanced here, you could decide on a less meaningful conversion like an add to cart or an initiate checkout in the testing phase. Now, never optimize, in Facebook at least, never optimize for that. Always optimize for purchase in Facebook. Um, the Google, I think Google, you can kind of get away for, with optimizing with some of those higher funnel conversions. 
um, and you can on TikTok as well. But on Facebook, never optimize for, for the higher funnel conversions. But let's say in this, you know, kind of hypothetical brand that my add to cart cost was $15. And I was like, okay, I'm going to optimize for purchase, but I'm going to go off of add to cart. That does open me up a little bit. Now I can test those 10 creatives per week. Yeah. And just a little context for that. Why do you say on Facebook, don't do that? Because Facebook's algorithm <laughs> is so advanced. When you ask for add to carts, they're going to find you add to carts and that's where they'll <laughs> fall off. I don't know how they find that. Like, like legit, if you optimize for add to carts, you will get an incredible cost per add to cart and no purchases on this platform. I don't know how they, they like literally just know all the cart abandoners and they're like, yes, finally someone who wants these people. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's, I mean, that is determining budget or determining number of creatives. Any other things on that you guys want to unpack? Are we going uh, to call as far as that? Uh, you did assume a 15% testing budget and depending on the brand and where they're at when they come to us, sometimes right. that testing budget is much higher. So you would higher see that lower. Number. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that was an example there. Right. So again, uh, here, I'll, that, that's a good point. So let's say, you know, let's say, yeah, I, uh, I, I changed to add to cart and let's say, yeah, realistically, honestly, our, our testing, we're not really anywhere close. Our testing budget, something like 50%. Well, now we can get into some pretty serious high volume creative testing. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a great point. Uh, like, and that's why I covered that first before you even get to this calculator of how many creatives we should test per week, we have to decide what our budget is and like, what's good. What is the number that the, the two numbers I need to put in here? You know, I would just say, uh, I would just add that if you are some higher level management person or your client uh, who has a media buying agency, um, I think it's very common for those people to come in and take a quick look at what's going on and be like, should we be testing more creatives? Uh, that's just, like yes. I said, when new clients come in, that's kind of the, the background of it all. Like John said, there's a lot of materials out there to lead people to believe that. I would actually uh, say, go ahead and ask the opposite question. Go to those people handling your media buying and say, hey, should, are we over testing creatives? Point them towards this are episode. Are you actually getting learnings? Yeah, yeah. go ahead and uh, go into the, the show notes here. Find that calculator for yourself. Get your team aligned, like Nicole said earlier. Make sure alignment is key. And uh, yeah, make sure you're not over testing because Odds are you're probably over testing as opposed to under testing. If you're under testing, yeah. you probably really know it. And it's not because you're like, hmm, I think we might be. You would know. It's You'd almost like, always because of the human elements. Almost always because one of the human elements. Like we yeah. can't. And really most of the time, yeah. whoever is doing that media buying for you, if you are that higher level management, it doesn't necessarily behoove them to be like, no, you're wrong. We're not going to. They'll be like, I guess we can test more. And they'll yeah. just do it, but it might, might not be what's healthiest for your account. Right. But I mean, people feel like their boss is asking them to do something. Right. And right. Uh, so. I, <clears throat> so reviewing really quick, that actually brings me to my next point really well. And like, you know, okay, so reviewing really quick, we know how much of our budget should be spent on testing. We know what our targets are and like how we're judging tests. Um, we have determined how many creatives we can test per week. Now we need to be able to answer the questions, when is a test complete and what happens next? Okay, so I should be able to look at a creative in testing and say, when is this test complete? Um, and, and what happens next? What does pace mean in the creative testing calculator? Sorry, gonna go backwards a little bit. Uh, creative the testing calculator. Want here at Modcom. Yeah, uh, current daily, oh, current weekly budget. Pay. Yeah, yeah, so if you, this is a calculator. So remember, don't touch the gray parts. Um, if you just put your daily part, your daily budget in here, let's say you're spending $2,500 a day, that means you're pacing for about your 17,500 a week. Now, if that goes up or down, then you're not going to hit that 17,500 a week, but at $2,500 a day, exactly. You would spend 17,500 a week and 76, one a month. So just some helpful things there for you. 
quick math. Yep. Yeah, I, I did the math before because I'm not really good at doing it. At the, you know, to, and he did it for you because he's yep. a man of the people. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. So moving in to how, 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 I lost my train. Of, yeah. Answering uh, your questions. How, when is the test complete and what happens and next? What happens next? Okay. So I think there. This is a four-parter. This is a four-parter. Okay. So this is this is how I see like what this is what you need to be very clear on and have a framework on. You ha need to have rules around this. Basically, is uh, these kind of four things. Welcome. Um, all right. So. One, how do creative test gets test get tested? What is the literal account structure that you use for creative testing? What's the literal campaign structure? I'm not going to tell you what it has to be. I'm going to give you an example and acceptance in a second. We don't have a hard, firm stance on what it should be, but you need to be clear on what it is. That's what we do have a firm stance on. Be scientific. Yes. How do we know when it's complete? I should be able to look at a creative in testing and say, that one's done. That one's done testing. And when it's done testing, I should be able to give it some form of grade. And when I give it that form of grade, I should know what that form of grade dictates I should do with it next. Okay. And until so, you have that concrete answer, the answer should be needs further testing. Yes, so don't exactly. Make, don't it, is, it is not done yet. Right. So if, if two, I can look at it and say it is not done yet. It is still, it needs to stay in the oven. Um, so here is an example. I'm using the channel TikTok because I don't want to get, I don't want to get overly dangerous with this. I would not recommend this example structure on Facebook anymore. It's about a, it's like a 2017 Facebook structure. Again, I'm not being firm on what this should be. This is an example so that you guys can understand the point that like it needs, there needs to be a framework. Okay. So let's say here's my creative testing campaign structure. It's very clear. I have one creative testing campaign. It's an ABO. I have one ad per ad set and my ad set budget is $100 a day. Very clear. Okay. How do I know when a test is complete? Once the ad set with the creative being tested has done both of the following, it's been live for at least seven days and it's spent at least 10X the target. That's my, okay. I can look at the creative and say, oh yeah, that ad set's been live for eight days and it's spent you know, more than 10X the target. That creative test is complete. It's done. How am I grading it? Well, if it's more than 10% over my target CPA um, or my target cat, wherever I'm looking at that, remember I already defined where I'm looking at that. If it's more than 10% over, I'm cutting it. If it's, uh, or yeah, sorry, that's part four. Is it more than 10% over? I'm giving it a red light grade. Um, if it's 10% above or below, you know, within 10%, I'm giving it a yellow light. If it's more than 10% below, I'm giving it a green light. And then what am I doing based on that grade? Red light, I'm cutting it, just turning it off at the ad set level. Yellow light, <clears throat> I'm going to increase that budget by 10% every three to five days uh, until it either turns red or green or just indefinitely scale it that way indefinitely if it never turns red or green and green light i'm going to duplicate it uh to a 500 day ad set and turn off the original again this is an example I'm not saying this is how you should do it but the framework is very clear right i know how a test goes into the ad account i know how to know when it's done i know how to grade it and i know what happens next now i might break those rules okay so i might say okay well i actually see a situation where this one is yellow light, but I am going to duplicate it anyway because of this, this, and this, right? Or I see like you can, a good media buyer will break the rules, but the rules have to be in place, right? Casey, Nicole, thoughts, comments? Yeah, I love this as a framework um, because I could see this, honestly, in a perfect world, you would apply this framework to multiple different types of creatives. So like this framework, yes. have a completely different framework for top of funnel, a completely different framework for middle of funnel and bottom of funnel type creatives. Yep. Um, same thing for evergreen versus sales, et cetera, et cetera. 
maybe you're testing angle one and angle two, you might have like multiple frameworks, but actually yes. putting pen to paper and writing this out is so key because as a media buyer, you have so many things going on and to have this concretely down so you know your own rules that you're playing within is very important. So My really big, the biggest thing I hate as a media buyer is being unclear on what to do. Yeah. And yeah, I would so it's, go ahead, Casey. I was just going to say, I think this framework is great. I think this allows for some rules uh, that people can follow. But we'll say this, there are always going to be some exceptions, right? There's going to be times where you want to break these rules because you just go, this just makes sense. Like I get what they're saying, but I want to break this rule. And that would be my only guidance as far as that goes is, hey, know the rules you're about to break before you do. Right. Don't just don't because then you become ruleless and we go back to square one where you don't have any organization. You're <laughs> not being scientific. Know the rules you're you're going to break and then break them purposely if you need yes. to. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, yeah, in all honesty, like you're, you're going to end up breaking them and, and that's all right. That's like good media buyers get that right. Like they know when to spend, know when not to spend. Um, yes. I love this guy. I'm so glad you're here. Yes. Uh, but, but cool. No, I, and, and um yeah, I mean, I think that's really it. It's like you, you've got to make the framework. You got to like lay out the rules and um, and and then they'll tweak over time. And you actually hit on the advanced version. So that's the fundamentals right there, right? Like mm -hmm. make the rules and you follow them. And then, you know, every now and then don't follow them, but know why you're not following in them. Because then you can always come back to if you have a supervisor or yourself, you know, in hindsight and say, okay, yes, I did this and it didn't work out. But like, look, I did it because of this, right? Like you... Are, are giving yourself that lot rather than just like feeling you're like you're constantly making judgment calls as a media buyer um and and not really understanding like what where the basis is for your judgment calls this is um, safe lots too with clients where we yes establish rules ahead and so you agree to the rules we know exactly we're on the same page and heaven forbid yeah. something happens where i'm sick or out for a week casey could jump yeah. in and immediately be able to cover me so it's really good that's right a junior can jump in. Another team member doesn't even know how to media buy really can jump yeah. in and, and follow the rules at least. Um, so uh, much better to have this kind of discussion early on with the client or whoever you're working with uh, in like philosoph like philosophical discussion ahead of time yeah. than when something has happened and they disagree with a, a decision you made and then you have to defend yeah. the thing that they already see as the wrong move. Yeah, right. and, and or, or if you're on the other side of that equation, same thing. You don't want to yep. assume somebody's not watching your stuff for you when really they're just operating by a different set of rules that maybe weren't shared. It's all them. arbitrary. Yeah. So somebody actually asked beforehand, "Hey, can you guys cover how to set up like a good DCT framework uh, to come up with <clears throat> good to get good, you know, stable results?" I'm gonna hit on two things here. Uh, well, maybe just one thing. So again, apply the same thought process and logic to DCTs here. Right. So like just because it's dynamic creatives doesn't mean you don't still answer the four like points. Right. Like literally how do creative tests go in? How do we know when they're done? How do we grade them? And what we do we do with them based on the grade? You can do that no matter what the system is, whether it's DC. I used a really simple one to do it with, but like just apply the framework no matter what, for sure, even if it's DCTs. One thing with DCTs that I see oftentimes go wrong is people will throw in all sorts of creatives that have completely different angles, completely different target yeah. audience. And they throw them on one DCT and they're like, all right, hopefully something works. That's not the right way to go about it. I like to break up my DCTs by angles and really have those angles all focus around one particular avatar. So if it's like a female, yeah. she's buying a weight loss supplement, 
all the creatives within that DCT, the headlines, the body copy, the images, GIFs, videos, yep. I like to have a good video mix, all are related to that particular angle, whether it be like right. loading before yeah, and after. The other yeah. There, there needs to be mistake. some kind of method to your madness when you do these things, yes. you know, and I'd even go, I would say it's it's a little easier when you go to look back analytically sometimes if you kind of limit the amount of the dynamic elements I've, I've seen at least, you know, like if you do have some copy that's already winning and you already are grouping your creatives in, in like ways and you have, you know, X amount of creatives, you know, want to test with your, uh, with your winning copy that can make it way easier to decide which one of these creatives might actually uh, perform the best and actually get some learnings that, that we all want to get from, from dynamic creative. And then <clears throat> another question I got is how do you create uh, creative tests? You know, how do you do creative tests that create long, long-term stability, you know, on Facebook specifically? Well, <laughs> stability and Facebook, like they're not best friends, you know, like they don't get along super well. Uh, but creating stability on Facebook is I think getting into the advanced tactics, like you said, Nicole, where it's like, you're actually applying this framework differently to different things, right? So giving an example here, you know, uh, I used my marker example earlier. So like, you know, my this versus that image ad, that might have actually like a different set of rules within the framework, right? It might have a like, oh, you know, that's a this versus that, that's a lower level of awareness. You know, that one needs to hit a better CPA than like, you know, a different kind of ad, you know, but then a, an ad that like features, I'm gonna hold up the product here an ad that like features this like this is a desk whiteboard it's pretty cool you know like an ad that features that and talks about an organizational system that makes you more productive at work and stuff like that you know and then features like the marker that's like you know that that has a different standard that's bringing new people into your world right so that has like a different standard of uh of, of like what the rules are within the frameworks. And that's how you create stability long-term because if you hold them to the same standard, you're gonna end up cutting that ad that uh, that being, brings new people into your world because usually it won't be as efficient, right? But if you if you give it a different standard, you don't cut it and then you're creating like a real e ecosystem around the brand. Yeah, I think that's so important, especially I look at a lot of remarketing campaigns and they're crushing it. This is Facebook more a couple of years back and the prospecting maybe not so hot. And clients be like, oh, you know, we should cut all these ads. I'm like, yeah, but you lost all your new track coming in if we do so. So having, again, those frameworks applied to different stages of the right. funnels, and types of creatives is so key. Cool. So moving into the next part, we need to know what creative tests. So so reviewing really quick. Uh, and we're, we, we got to wrap up here because some of us have a hard stop at the hour. Uh, but what we know so far, we know how much of our budget should be spent on testing. Uh, we know how to make judgments on creatives. We know where to look and what a good CPA is. Um, we know how many creatives we're testing per week. And uh, we know when a test is complete and what happens next. Now <clears throat> we need to do, uh, determine what creative tests should we prioritize? Like what should be at the top of our prioritization list? And what uh, and, and how do we create a feedback loop around that? And I know you speak on this a lot, Nicole, so we're going to have to be a little more brief uh, than you usually are. But here's how i see creative test prioritization at first so again going back to this framework of how far are you from target and what is media buying's role um so what you're seeing here is uh in these charts uh this color this light blue light light blue color sorry casey did a lot of colors today um that's iterations of proven ads uh the medium blue here is 
same angles and avatars, but and uh, but new ads and landing pages, right? So we're still using the same angles, avatars, but just new ads, landing pages, and that one, that dark blue color would be like new angles, avatars, offers. So those are like, think of these as like you know bunts. These are like you know small swings, little you know kind of base hit type swings. Based on how like, different they are from yeah. Yeah, these ones are like home run swings, right? Like a lot of risk, a lot of reward, medium risk, medium reward, low risk, low reward type tests. So uh, essentially, the further away on your, you on your modcom bingo cards, you can cross off sports analogies now. <laughs> right. Yes. Got it. Uh, so uh, the further away you get from target on the bad side, the bigger swing tests that you're going to do, right? Because you're the more bigger swing tests you're going to do because you're not really close to target. You need to get you know, like iterations aren't going to get you there if you're fifty percent. Hail Marys. Took up a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just throwing more right deep. And then on the on the other side, sort of a similar progression. Um, but if you're like really close to target, but on the good side, then you're doing a lot of low risk testing. As you get, you know, further under target, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm well under target. Then you can afford more high risk testing again, but still not doing a lot of like offer, you know, uh, and, and like really big home run swing testing, like just more really solid swing base hit testing. Um, and then the other the other thing I'll highlight here is is the CAC, you know, hit, hit CAC or bust, hit CPA or bust type brands. I mean... Once you're in this zone, 25 to 50, 50 to 100, 100 plus, you're mostly just testing new offers, you know, and, and new avatars, right? Because if you're that far away, like you're never going to get there unless, you know, something significant changes. Um, that's my thought process on it. Uh, Casey, Nicole, thoughts here? I actually love this graphic. I think it does a really good job at explaining different phases and different um, places where brands come in, especially when they come into us. Oftentimes, I feel like brands, when they onboard, they're in that red section. And sometimes the yeah. creative ideas are coming up with the new concept. They're like, wait, where did this come from? Why are you testing this? I'm like, because we have right. no idea what's going to stick in the account. You have no known winners. And we can't just yes. make small iterations and improve your thumb stop ratio because you Dead don't even have a track of where it needs to be. So I think this is yeah. a real good conversation to have with clients and where these like what seem like ideas way out of the blue where they may be coming from and why I'm suggesting them. So I really like this visual. Yeah, I, well, I completely agree. I think similarly to how there's a tendency to over test an amount of creatives, there's a tendency to want to over test like vastly different concepts without any information on whether or not those might perform because it right. feels like you're not doing the like, same thing. feels like you're not doing enough, but in media buying, you got to get out of your feels. You know, you yeah, got to be scientific. And there's a, there there's also a tendency sometimes yeah over test like when you're in this zone like they're just barely right around target or just yeah. under and let's let's do a lot of big testing and it's like uh no like that's just not what the current numbers dictate uh or <laughs> they're in this zone and they like really kind of want more of the same that's com that's not uncommon either it's like you know they say hey we came to you because you know we want to do more creative testing when we want some new ideas and stuff like that we give in and, and what they really want is like well we just want the same stuff right like uh and it's like no you you're not close you're not going to get there with anything similar to what you've been doing right like you got to take some big swings here one of the big roadblocks too is whether they're too branded focused and they're in this red section and they're very high brands and they won't give us the creative freedom to test out these new concepts. That's one probably the right. most frustrating thing as a creative strategist. On For the sure. flip side, those green sections, um, they have winners in their account. You don't need to do these crazy big swings. We just need to yes. improve the content a little bit on point. Yep. So you got, you, 
<laughs> yeah, you got it. And, and I mean, you don't you you have a lot of data on like what kinds of big swings you should, even should do. There is a risk get richer effect in media buying for sure. Um, so last but not least, you know, once we've decided, okay, so so just reviewing now, like this is how you build the creative testing machine. We define how much budget should be test on, spent on testing. Um, we are able to make judgments on creatives. Uh, we're, we know how many creatives we're testing per week. We know uh, when a test is complete and what happens next. We know how to allocate our testing budget in terms of how big of swings we should be taking. And then last but not least, it's, it, it's a feedback loop, right? So there needs to be a feedback loop that essentially answers like, what should be tested next with what we have? What needs to be shot? And like, how should our current priorities of testing be rearranged, right? And, and there should be some cadence, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, depending on how much you're testing, what your volume is, that, that those kinds of questions should be answered. Um, Casey, Nicole, what does that look like in like practical application? Yeah, I think uh, just really quickly, I mean, you're looking for uh, one of the common things we look for, are, like opportunities that just make sense within the metrics. If you have something that's uh, super effective, like for deep funnel results, um, that's great to know, but maybe it doesn't capture attention great. If you have another creative that it, uh, captures attention at a great rate, but does not convert ultimately deep in the funnel, maybe there's an opportunity to do what I would call Frankensteining these approaches and get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, that would be something that like a nice medium swing, I would say maybe, maybe medium, small, something somewhere in there. What are the other metrics that we look at to say, okay, here's what's doing well about this creative and here's what isn't doing well. So here's how we could cut two different things together that are doing different things. Well, yeah. I mean, for those, like, like Nicole mentioned, those, like those metrics, you would keep looking at on Facebook, for example, you know, thumb stop ratio, click through rate, anything, uh, you know, up to the click. Um, you want to compare that with things that you might look at on a different attribution tool for the deeper funnel metrics. I'll leave it to that. So Nicole has a chance to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have the nail ahead there, but I, two that I like to cross compare is thumb stop ratio and your conversion rate. So is yeah. it getting people stopping in your feed, grabbing attention immediately, and are they actually converting? Keeping those two aligned because you can have it grab attention, but it's clickbaity, not yeah. converting. And you can have it not grab attention, cost a ton to run traffic, and then it converts very high. So you want a good balance of both. So yeah, and if, I'm gonna, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Thing, um, so if it has a great thumb stop ratio, you obviously want to pair that with maybe that hook with a better video that's better at converting the yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna add a, th a third point, make it a triangle here. <clears throat> uh, thumb stop ratio, click through rate, conversion rate, right? How well does it get people to stop? How well does it get people to the next step? How well does it get people to convert? And what are the elements that do that, right? Like that opening part is thumb stop rate, you know, and then like the next kind of parts, you know, the calls to action and things like that. That's click through rate, um, and then like what you're doing to actually sell the product. That's what dictates conversion rate. Click through rate and conversion rate. A lot of times we're just comparing to the average of other like like other other like similar ads right other prospecting ads that have this sort of you know that are this position in the funnel and stuff like that um but thumb stop rate i know that we kind of have a golden area kind of around 25 to 40 percent yeah yeah depending on the Give platform it to, yeah it's right in there yep. facebook i'd say 25 yeah 30 percent tiktok even higher i'd say over 40 yep. percent they TikTok, should be stopped. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then other other ones. So hold rate and like hold rate is one that I'm like, that's great. Like, honestly, what you got to be looking at the triangle, like once you're looking at the triangle, 
you'll see opportunities, right? Uh, thumb stop rate, click through rate and conversion rate. Once you've been doing that for three, four or five months, then you won't see as many opportunities there because you've been doing it. That's when you get into things like hold rate, you know, to give you more information or another one we'll use is a uh, thumb stop rate to click through rate ratio. Um, ratio has become and, more important. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of the advanced version. Um, I know that Nicole and I both have a hard stop. This has been a lot of fun, but to, to review building your creative testing machine. So uh, how much your budget should be spent on testing? Answering that question. Uh, how do you make judgments on creatives? Where do you look? What's good? What's bad? Where's your waterline? Defining where your waterline is. Um, we need determining how many creatives you're testing per week. Um, being able to say when a creative test is complete and what happens next. Uh, determining like which creative tests are your priori priorities, how big of swings you, swings you should be taking, and then creating a feedback loop for that whole thing. Um, Casey, Nicole, any kind of parting thoughts here? One last thought is that's, I feel like this whole to topic and uh, discussion is why Creative Strategist came about, why this new yeah. role is so emerging is because this is the person that's supposed to fill in the gaps and keep that conversation going. For sure. Well, cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, Casey, anything, any, do you want to give us the parting shot today? A little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, let's give it to Nicole. She's the actual guest on the program. So just Nicole, if we had a TLDR version of what we, what we talked about here, give it to the people. Yeah. Uh, I am not sure what you mean, actually. Yeah. On the spot. All right, John, kicking it back to you. Go, go ahead. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. All right. So I think if, if there's sort of like a TLDR of, of this, like ultimately you have to build some sort of system for creative set for creative testing, right? Like you can't just be like, we need to test more. Like it, it, it just needs to be clear and defined. It needs to be a framework. Um, and it's, but it's a, a living organism, right? Like it's a living, breathing kind of thing that you're optimizing. You have people optimizing and managing on an ongoing basis that you're going to add layers to. So I've given you like the core framework, but ultimately you're going to add more and more layers to this really. Um, and, and it's going to make it your own a little bit more. Uh, but the important thing is that the framework's defined because if it's not defined, then you, like, you can't really work in vendors. You can't really, uh, work in team members. You can't, uh, clearly communicate it to clients. If you're working with clients, none of that. So, uh, really appreciate everybody sticking around. Appreciate the comments, uh, Nicole and Casey. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Casey, thank you. Yeah. Thank you all. Thanks for sticking around. A lot of people stuck around for the whole thing. Um, Casey, cool. say all the YouTube things, take us out. All right. I will go ahead and do that here. Now, modern commerce. Thank you for tuning in on this live episode. I had a blast. Um, if you made it this far into the episode, please go ahead and drop a like on the video. It helps us very much with the YouTube algorithm. Subscribe so that YouTube also knows what kind of people belong on our channel and it will recommend it better to people like you. And also hit that bell icon to get notifications about whenever we drop new content onto the channel. And as always, until next time, we will see ya. Hey, ModCom, this episode was brought to you by Pencil. I'm a creative strategist at the agency that John and I work at. If you happen to be a creative strategist or you're just having a hard time rolling out enough new creatives for testing, then I have the perfect solution for you. It's trypencil.com. Over at Pencil, the AI will help you determine what your best performers are. It'll even break it down into what elements of those best performers are helping making those ads go. And it'll also take those elements and create whole new ads for you to push live straight from their platform right over to Facebook and IG. So 
Go to trypencil.com if you want to use this and use the promo code modcom15 to save 15% off of any paid plan they have over there. You can always start with a free plan. Uh, go ahead. Actually, I recommend it even. But we're confident you're going to want to upgrade as soon as you try it out. So just remember to go to trypencil.com. Use the promo code modcom15 to save 15% off of any plan. And thank you for tuning in to Modern Commerce.